You're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Heath Graham, alongside Cody Berry, and we're taking you on a 12-month tour of living your passion in business, leadership, and life. The Tour 12 Podcast is being presented by NUMA Outdoors. What is up, Cody Barry slash the producer man. <laughs> we said this last time. Has it, isn't it funny that you always say the last name of the person? Sorry. You're talking to on a podcast. Well, I don't, I don't call you by your name much ever. <laughs> no. So when I do, it just comes out that way. <laughs> That's hilarious. How's your week going, man? Man, it's been uh, good. It's been busy this week. Last week was real busy, too. We had... Uh, we had snow and ice, and then we also had like five basketball games, and I got to go to the Razorback game. Speaking of basketball. I, well, hold on. I don't get the glory that you get, I got to watch the Razorbacks beat Mississippi State, and that was pretty sweet. However. Then I got to go to the game. You son of a gun. I got to go to the Auburn game, which nobody, we always probably need to reference this. Most of our listeners could care less about anything Razorback related, but- we have to celebrate when we can celebrate. We can celebrate. And we did. We had a party in the South. I know. It was awesome. The other night. And um, over 20,000 people. and Record attendance. Record attendance. And you know what was funny to me? If you don't know what we're talking about, the Razorbacks beat number one ranked Auburn yeah. uh, just the other night. Only the second time in the history of the Razorback program that we've beat a number one ranked team. And the first time in Bud Walton Arena. Yeah. You know what I think is even cooler than that before you get onto your story? What? Is that the first time we did it, we were playing North Carolina, Michael Jordan. And we beat Jordan. In Pine Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> Why Pine Bluff? That is weird. I know. The fact that Jordan was in Pine Bluff. I know. I mean. It's pretty wild. All right, so back to what so, you were So back to my, my I always have, um, I think things through sometimes, not most of the time, but sometimes. <laughs> And here's what I was thinking is this thing was so planned out. Like they scripted this entire night. Me. You're going to make somebody feel like the game was thrown by Auburn. No. What I mean is <laughs> must the coach had already talked to the players and had them believing they were going to win this game. Yeah. The fans were believing they were going to win the game. And the reason I know is because we were on like the seventh row and up in the balcony. Is it called the balcony? I don't know. The terrace. The upper decks. (laughs) Balconies are in churches, aren't they? Yeah. (laughs) Big churches. Jet, Jet, the other day when we went to that Mississippi State game, he's like, this is a nice stadium. I was like, bro, it's an arena. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there was like, I don't know, four or five minutes left in the game, and it was a really close game. And the upper deck, opposite of me, the top half of it, people started leaving. And I, I leaned over to my neighbor that was beside me who I didn't know, but we were all high-fiving each other because we're Hog fans. <laughs> and it was a close game, and I was like, man, I can't believe people would be leaving this game. Right. He goes, oh, they're not. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, they're coming down to the bottom. So when we win, they're about to rush this court. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense then, which it was still, Four or five there was no guarantee we were yeah. going to win the game. Matter of fact, when it got closer to the end, they got up by five on us. Yeah, I was getting nervous right I then. was too. And so, but what was interesting to me is – the fans had it on their mind that we're going to win this game. But beyond that, the DJ was ready. The lighting crew was ready. Mm-hmm. The pyrotechnics dude was ready. Yeah. 
Because as soon as, and this has been some national talk this week across the nation oh, yeah. with ESPN and all this, is it went from the last dunk at the final regulation, which we... I don't actually think those points counted. It didn't, but it didn't matter. But Yeah. Because we were up by four. But as soon, I don't even know if the ball had got through the net yet. Yeah. The lights went out. The strobes went off. Pyrotechnics yeah. went off. Auburn wasn't even off the court yet, and the fans are like stampeding. And I yeah. think, oh boy, that he dunked on the guy that I do got too. posterized for the rest of his life. Oh yeah, he he went after our player. I do. I think he was about to go try to jack him up. I think he was until he realized there was like <laughs> this is a bad deal. five thousand people on his backside coming in on the court, and they got out of there. Nobody got hurt. Whatever. But yeah. I just thought it was interesting how pl- it seemed to be so planned yeah. that. If we win this game, this is all how this is going to go down. Yeah, because it's a production. Oh, it's no, it's no joke. The interactivity with fans and the way everything's playing with the DJ throughout the game, and then the way it went down at the end was um, pretty. Okay, so here's the best part concerning the Tour Twelve podcast of that whole night. Oh yeah, is I was in one end. I think we even had I think Andy, some of our our friends and listeners yeah, to Andy the podcast were at the yeah. game. But what was funny was Brandon, be the body. He was at the game, too. <laughs> so I'm like everybody else in the stadium filming with my phone. Yeah. And a few minutes after I start filming, I get a text from be the body. <laughs> He's down on the court with him. I was a little disappointed that be the body didn't take his shirt off like Ed Musselman. <laughs> I was at the Cyclone game watching on a cell phone, and I had my shirt off. Yeah, so I texted <laughs> You were supposed to laugh at that. That was funny. <laughs> that was. B, B texted me, and I said, hey, bro. I said, just because you do CrossFit don't mean you're in college anymore. <laughs> he said, yeah, but I'm acting like I am. <laughs> I did see that video on social media. God, that joke was funny, man. He wasn't the only old guy down there, though. No, it was or actually older. pretty cool. There was um, a lot of, of college students, obviously. There was younger people down there, and there was a bunch of college and older people with yeah. cold, cold beer in their hands. Yeah. That was – it was – I guess played into the party effect. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, it went on. They finally, I heard on the radio this morning, they actually had to make the DJ stop playing music because they yeah. were trying to get people out. Yeah. Of there. I saw them. They posted it up on the screens. I was watching something later and they had posted on the screens, please exit the, the floor or get off the floor or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it, let me ask you play college football, right? Did you ever play? I, I mean, I know you didn't play at the U of A, right. but you did you ever play in front of a big crowd, pretty big crowd like that? No, not the biggest crowd I ever played in was in uh, probably the state championship game in high school. Actually, yeah. at was it pretty pretty cool? Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then let's because, let's, well, let's uh, shift a little bit. Well, here's if why. you were playing, <laughs> here's why it wasn't is we were in War Memorial Stadium, which is Arkansas secondary home yeah. in Little Rock, and it seats <laughs> like fifty thousand, and there was like twenty thousand people there. Yeah, so, so there was a lot of it empty felt space. like there was nobody there. Yeah, that was a total bust. Yeah, and we got <laughs> our butts kicked. We were up though. So what do you think it would have been like if you were one of those players the other night in that environment? I was. It was so loud that I was watching the referees and coaches. They couldn't talk to anybody. Like yeah. they, if they talked to them, they had to get in their ear. Yeah. And basically yell. Yeah. Because you couldn't hear the PA announcer, and huh. it was the entire. It was forty-five minutes. So we, everybody in the stadium standing and screaming for forty-five. That's minutes. crazy. So we went to Mississippi State the Saturday before, and Nate. 
our buddy Nate that works yeah. with was was there. He was on the other side of the arena, and he's gone to several games this year. And he had texted me and said, "This is the most electric this this arena has been all time. year all yeah. year long." And I was like, "Dang, this is awesome!" But I could still hear Muss yelling, Coach Muss yelling. Oh, on really? The court. I, from where I was sitting, yeah, I could hear him yelling. So you probably couldn't. No, you hear wouldn't him. hear none of that the other <laughs> night. It was nonstop. That's cool. It was pandemonium on the hill. That's what it was. So I'm trying to find tickets to the Kentucky game. It's going to be that way too. If anybody wants to donate to the Tour 12 podcast, <laughs> <laughs> here's what's uh-huh. funny about the upcoming Kentucky game is our good buddy Aaron Keller from Big and Jay. Oh yeah, is going to be there. Guess who he's going to be with? Is he going to the Kentucky game? Guess who he's going with? With his girlfriend. Yep. And she's from Kentucky. Yeah, but she. Oh no, he said whenever they. Oh yeah, big time. Oh lord. And so he says when they watch games, they just have to sit apart from (laughs) each other. So they're going to the game together. That's hilarious. So she's gonna be like one blue shirt in the middle of the sea of red red and white or white or whatever they do. Yeah. (laughs) So that's funny. So it has been a, a fun week here. Yeah, I mean, when any time you win like that, it gets you jacked up. Oh, and you yeah. think about it for for days. Yeah. I mean, well, and it's been national media talk, and then yeah, and then even from the hunting industry side, I've had guys, even from our ta- our sales team, like Bill. He's diehard Auburn fan. I guess he's he went to Auburn. Maybe his family goes to Auburn. Whatever. I feel bad for him. And he's he's blowing my Instagram up. He's like, you got to quit with all this Razorback <laughs> stuff. Good job, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, hey, we got to celebrate while we can. Yeah. Y'all will probably win the national championship, but we won tonight. <laughs> hey, if we can uh, if we can rebound better and play defense like we did the other night, we be we might be all right. Well, we got to get better at threes, though. We can't shoot threes. We cannot. We we need a three. We were like six shooter. for thirty or something like that. Oh man, that is horrible. But we won. I mean, they did something to make it work, but that's a bad percentage on from the three-point line. So this week on the Church 12 podcast, we're talking sports radio, <laughs> Arkansas athletics. <laughs> Anything you want to talk about. <laughs> Just uh, let's get our first caller in here. <laughs> no, we got we to gotta follow up on, on a serious note. We got to do a quick recap from the Whitetail Gospel. Yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts, what you thought of the first – I mean, inaugural I, episode. Inaugural episode. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, and I, I think I mentioned it at the end of the that particular podcast. I'm uh, compared to you and B. I'm the most novice hunter in the group here, right? And so you guys have self-proclaimed. You're, if that's what you want to call yourself. I mean, I'm learning. <laughs> I mean, I think we're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> we're but. all trying, but I, I, for years of hunting, you guys have done it right. way longer than I have, and. Um, even the ability to, to do some of the stuff we talked about last week, you guys have had more access to do that. And so I loved it just yeah. because it's things that I'm starting to be able to do, you know, on different properties and things like that. So for me, it was, you know, I was, I was just a listener. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. had, we had several messages from listeners and, and one of them was from a good buddy of ours, John Arman, and he had a great comment. What was to that? Add to the podcast. So I'm adding it. Here this you go, week. John. I'm adding your commentary to our podcast is we were talking we were talking about the section of the podcast where we were talking about getting in and out late season and not blowing deer out or whatever and we talked about blowing a coyote call or something mm-hmm. and he said take an electronic coyote call yeah it's a great idea yeah we didn't think that through just put it wherever i mean i was just thinking 
Arkansans can just come up with that out of their mouth. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, B didn't want to on the okay, spot. Okay, so if you really feel that way, let's hear it. Well, I can't. I can't show out on on <laughs> podcasts like this. But I did think I did think that that was a great idea. Yeah. Because it's something fairly small, or you can throw in your pack and take it with you. Yeah. If you need to clear a field, just if boom, they're, if they're it. close, hit it. I just pull up YouTube on my <laughs> my phone. <laughs> pull out your app, app buddy, hunting buddy app. <laughs> like it's gonna be loud enough, but hey. <laughs> so anyway, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I, I yeah. feel like our listeners had a good time with it. I know Brandon had fun, and looking forward to the next one. And yeah. so uh, we'll get off into that next one. Yeah, the third on, week. I guess the third week. Yeah, that's what we told B. The be third a, week, you got to be. We here. gave him plenty of time yeah. to plan. <laughs> yeah, he never has to wonder when the White Tail Gospel is going to be. Third week, you yeah. got to be here. Yeah, so we can record it. Yeah, so that was fun. Anyway. So uh, I did want to make mention it's been a, as much fun as we've had this week. It's also been a tough week for some people. Our, oh, buddy, yeah. our buddy T-Bone has been going through a lot, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with some cancer things. And, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who Travis T-Bone Turner is from the Bone Collector crew. And a yeah. lot of it's been really neat uh, with everything he's going through. Been in surgery this week, had to have his leg amputated and... I think the neat thing for me has been getting to see the hunting community come together. Yeah. And really, we're all on the same team. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that earlier this week with some other people about, you know, there's always this this tension in the hunting industry between people who hunt right. with bows or crossbows or <laughs> rifles, high fence or low fence or yeah. rifles or bows or I fish in a pond, a lake or a river. <laughs> you know, like there's always these little things that people kind of yeah. want to argue about. But when it comes to something real like this, it seems like everybody yeah. has just kind of gathered around t-bone and just um you know prayed for him and want to see the best for him yeah it has been unbelievable just watching from a distance and i Mm -hmm. messaged him too and and along with however many other hundreds of thousands of people probably have yeah but seeing the world come together or the community come together and just support somebody because there's not a better dude in our industry guys i've been really fortunate to be on some shoots with t-bone and his whole crew and in camp with him and what you see is what you get. He yeah. really is smiling all the time. I've never seen the dude upset. I'm sure yeah. he has been. Um, but he he is what what you see is what you get with him. Their whole team's like that. But, yeah. But Travis is just, I mean, first time I met him, we were on a shoot, um, I believe for Big and Jay. And uh, we just met. And, man, that night he was like, dude, y'all come stay at our house. <laughs> I'm like, what? And, of course, I w- I'm not really starstruck by anybody, but I do have a lot of respect for people that have been successful and done it the right way, and those guys have. And 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 we didn't end up going to T-Bones that night. We actually stayed at Nick's. He was the same way. But um, just a great, great individual. Yeah. And he's got a, a tough road ahead with recovery and, sure. and everything he's got to go through. But it, it made – we were talking about before we started recording, it makes you think about stuff in our yeah. own life the older we get. Yeah. Just getting stuff checked out and making sure you're okay. I know. I mean, I went – I went. I think I told you earlier, man, my, my wife had me go to the heart hospital. Um, I don't know. Was that a month ago or something? Yeah. There's a deal called Keep the Beat or something. And it's just a checkup is all it is. Yeah. Just they check up everything you got going on, blood and all that, just to make sure. And she's all worried about me, and, and I got her. <laughs> We come out of that deal, and I'm like, shoot, girl, I'm healthier than you are. She's like, well, I worry about you sometimes. <laughs> I turned 40 last year, and I went to the doctor and quit drinking energy drinks. <laughs> I hadn't been to the doctor since. Yeah. Um, but, but it is something to think about. I mean, as you do get older, it's worth getting stuff checked out. Yeah. We've had a couple of buddies, even locally, in the last few months, um, 
or last year or two anyway, but one of them was last, like a month ago, um, was on the edge of a heart attack and had no idea anything was wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it is wisdom to go and at least, as you get older, get stuff checked out, make sure everything's okay. Yeah. Because like my buddy Chad that, that about had the heart attack, um, he about passed out driving and didn't know anything was wrong, rushed into the hospital, and he was about to have a heart attack. Mm. clogged up. And, yeah. So... It ain't stuff you want to talk about. No. Well, that's what I was just saying. Like, I want to be the kind of guy that just moves on, has fun with my life, and not worry about it. And he's like, well, taking care of yourself is part of having fun with your life. That's part of it. <laughs> I know? sound like so. me talking to you when he tells me to exercise. But yeah. it uh, it's not it's not fun, especially most guys I know don't like that kind of stuff. And we were laughing a while ago because it's about time slip into the old <laughs> colonoscopy doctor why'd you use and, the word slip <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not good well then Cody starts playing this song what's the even the title of that song the you? colorectal surgeon <laughs> you can look that up on what YouTube, YouTube yeah it yeah. might be worth your entertainment value. oh yeah you'll Go. laugh 100% yeah that's a great time to take something serious not serious yeah. watch that video uh, or even better yet I might if when I do have that whenever I have it done you're gonna play that as your I'm theme gonna music I'm rock that sucker when I walk in <laughs> it'd be like in the 80s with a boom box on my shoulder walking in I'm gonna play that no, yeah no. you gotta you do have I would play it for you on the podcast but you really need to look it up so you can watch these guys sing it because <laughs> they two do old dudes. two old dudes and they're doing hand gestures and no it's, guitar it's and pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> colorectal surgeon song on youtube there you go you will thank cody later <laughs> yeah i mean you probably will <laughs> after you laugh it is then, funny um, but, but it is serious too it yeah. is stuff we, we need to take care of and so that's there that's our topic today is taking care of stuff <laughs> like uh, medical things no. i mean because i'm not qualified for that <laughs> no. i do think it is a uh kind of a, a good lead into the topic because as you get older you do have to change the way you live your life you're like you're not going to go jump off cliffs probably like you did 20 years ago that into water you know true. and then um you know we were just sitting around earlier this week talking about what what should we talk about on the podcast and we got different people in our office and we're learning different things and um you know what we do there's a lot of things that are constant but there's also a lot of things that are changing you know it's like algorithms and social media yeah all the time nonstop. and and so we've just been doing some research on some of those things that we want to we always want to get better but things when you want to get better oftentimes you have to change what you've been doing you know to some degree and so we thought man why don't we just talk about the importance of being able to you know Shift. shift or change uh, what you've done for a long time so that, you know, you can still continue to have impact yeah. that maybe you used to have that you're not having right now. Yeah. You know? you know, I feel like from a personal standpoint, part of me, I feel like if somebody asked me if I like change, I would say, yeah, I feel like I like change. But then I also realize the older I get, and maybe this is general for most people, I don't know, but I feel like the older you get, it's harder to change, mm-hmm. you get more set in your ways or whatever. Because, but, but a lot of times I don't recognize those things until something forces me to change. You know? yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Because just from a personal standpoint, I, if you ask me if I like change, I was like, sure, I love change. Yeah. But then I think about certain things in my life, like, even, like even simple things, yeah. like like my tractor. Like, do I need to change my tractor? I don't know. Maybe I do. I just went through that stage a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I, but, but I didn't really want to because I was kind of – I had like this relationship with my old 40 horse. 
Hey, baby. <laughs> and my wife did too because she bought it for me and surprised me one year for yeah. like a birthday. And, and she's like, I can't believe you're getting rid of my tractor that I bought you. I'm like, yeah, but I really need an air conditioner. And air <laughs> See, there's ride. part of that change. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm using that as a joke. But I'm, I'm just saying, I think sometimes there it is harder to change when you kind of get set in your ways and some people don't like change at all right like they don't they want to live in the same house all their life yeah they want to do the same job all their life Mm -hmm. and they just want root the routine of life to never change and i'm not i wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that if that's if that's how you are but yeah i think in order depending on what type of work you're in well you know and even in relationships i mean it's almost inevitable that you're gonna have to change at some point right or even at least a degree to disagree on things with certain people yeah because it's almost like it's required at least i know it is we can speak to it from our line of work it is required if we don't change the way we operate yeah within certain things we're going to lose some clientele mm-hmm. because we're not keeping up with yeah. the culture you yeah know? and so well that's what i was just about to say is you know we talk about living your passion business leadership life all those things and to get where you want to go, you're going to have to change, Yeah, you know? And so the last two years have forced a lot of change on a lot of people pretty quick, Yeah, you know? And so I think it's, um, as uncomfortable as it can be being willing and, and having the ability to change will make, will make you as an individual more, um, what's the word? I don't know the word relevant to the situation, <laughs> Yeah, relevant to the situation and ability and have the ability to, be more uh, profitable for your company or whatever, you know, just being able to change, yeah. uh, especially now, you know, as we're in the third year of the COVID yeah. or whatever, you know, I mean, things are still changing. Yeah. And so we've got to change too. Yeah. And the things, and you speak to that and things that we are changing too. We hear, we hear people talk about the new, the new, this is the new normal, mm-hmm. you know, but it's required change to get to where we're at now. And I don't know, think about, I'll start off while you're thinking, but think of some examples of things we have to change sometimes in life. I know for me, from a business standpoint, there was a point in time um, I had to step out on my own and take that risk. And it was, it was not only a sacrifice, but it was, it was a risk. Mm -hmm. It really was. And so it required a mental change for me to say, okay, Am I going to stay where I'm at and be okay with the way I'm living? Which was not a bad, it wasn't like it was bad or anything, but I just felt like there was more Mm -hmm. that could not only impact me, but impact other people down the road, whether it was on the strutting buck side of things with with the TV, TV show, or it was on the the career side on the marketing side, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember those mental games and I think we all go through them at times. Like you, you're like, cause we talk about, taking whatever calculated risk we've done podcasts on that and i think that's wisdom to do that um but it's still at the end of the day it comes down to to shifting and change yeah. being willing to change yeah whether it's to take a risk or do something to do something else are there, yeah. is there other things that come to mind for you um well i think everything plays off of that for for me like whenever i think about our our life as a family like we had done the same job for nearly 18 years of our life. And then we knew that there were some things that weren't, weren't the way we wanted them to be. Not that there was anything wrong. We just knew they weren't the way they wanted, we wanted them to be. And so, um, you know, I'm a real big believer that as the dad in my house and the husband in my house, I want to lead my family. Well, you know, like I want to help them get to where they want to go and see success. And so 
I had to step back and say to myself, is really what you're doing the right thing to be doing? And then then I went through that whole process of if you're not doing this, then who are you? Because a lot of times we don't change because we think we are who we are because of what we've done all those years, yeah. you know? And so I was like, I had to go through all that. And then, you know, that's just, it's been like a domino effect for me. I made finally made that decision. Yeah, the right thing for me to do is to leave this line of work and <clears throat> really take care of my, my wife and my kids as a, a, a strong leader in my home. And then, then it opened up all of these doors of opportunity. So I think when we're willing to shift or change what we're doing, it will create new opportunities for us that we never would have had had yeah. we not, you know? Yeah. And so I think it, I think that what you just said is it's the beginning of the domino effect for everything. And, and it could be anything really change. Um, there's a, there's a devil's advocate side to that too, that could, we could also spin a positive side of when we talk about taking risk or change. Um, sometimes for some people there is a negative to it. Mm-hmm. Like they made the wrong move. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the positive from that is, is, is you learn through failure a lot of times yeah. too. It doesn't, it's not the end all be all. You just yeah. got to recover from it. Yeah. Well, we've said it on the podcast many times is every opportunity is an opportunity to grow in some way. Yeah. Even if it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? think, I think I just re- realized why as you get older, at least, in, in, and I'm obviously speaking from our life experience right now in, in business and family and all that the reason change is harder when you're older is because there's a lot more layers that are affected. Yeah. Like you think about it, like, like Drake just came on working full time with us and it was a change for him to change what he was doing to now, but he's single. He doesn't have a lot of layers with family and Mm -hmm. wife and kids and, and he doesn't have a whole lot to lose. So it's an, it's a pretty easy risk for him to do, to do what he's doing right now. But as you get older, and if you're like if like for me like you just mentioned it with your family like if it was just you making that change probably wouldn't have been right you're gonna figure out a way to be fine but when you're responsible for yeah i mean think about it if i move from this state to that state what am i where are my kids gonna go to school yeah you know how's it do i move in the middle of the school year do i you know like there's There's so many different different areas that can be affected when you do that yeah older in life you know yeah i think there's a lot of truth in that and so um I don't know. I mean, I think it's something that we all deal with. Mm-hmm. We, if we, we have to deal with it. Either yeah. If you ignore it. Yeah. It's, it's not good either. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You can't ignore it. I was with every week we have a group of friends that come to our house and hang out. And, um, <clears throat> just recently some, some older people just ask if they could come hang out with us. And I was like, oh, if you want to, you know, that's, that's fine. <laughs> They're significantly older than, than us. Right. right? And totally different era of their life, you know, like their kids are my age, you yeah. know, and I was like, uh, I guess, you know, yeah. and, um, I was just cu- kind of curious as to how that was going to work out, you know, if it was going to be weird for them. And in that conversation last night we were hanging out and, uh, they said something like we always surround ourselves with younger people because it keeps us young. Yeah. And I thought that was a good statement that they made last night, but, as I was thinking about this whole shift, is that something that I think as we get older, we got to be willing to do. Like I ask my kids sometimes, Hey, will you send me your playlist from iTunes? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so I can be listening to the music they're listening to. So I don't get old and decrepit. And, yeah. you know, I know what's relevant and in our line of work, that's pretty important, you know, Absolutely. that we, we are relevant in that being able to do that and stay in that vein of, 
change will will help us be more relevant for clients and for absolutely the people we're working with so when my we were at the Razorback game my son the DJ was rocking and Jet was just every lyric to the song I was like bro what's that song <laughs> I gotta get that on my playlist <laughs> you know yeah. he's like this is the baby dad I was like sweet I want to lift the baby <laughs> but again it was for me it wasn't just because I wanted to know what song he was listening to it was I wanted to be relevant, you know, so yeah. I, I, you know, I might have to not listen to, um, you know, Heath Sanders or somebody like that sometimes to, to be relevant. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying, you know, be when we do those kinds of things, it helps us be more relevant to the, the culture that we're in. And um, again, it might be hard, but it's worth it. Listen, for the last two years, I've been wearing the heated core line from NUMA. Call me soft if you want. Fact is, I'm not interested in being cold when I'm up against freezing temperatures in the woods. And this is not just another base layer. It's next to skin warmth, powered by a lightweight lithium battery. It provides constant and efficient heat to warm your core, and yet you still have complete freedom of movement. If you're a hunter like me that often finds yourself in cold scenarios, this one is a game changer. The Iconics heated core vest and the heated core pant have allowed me to comfortably hunt longer without all the extra bulk. Head over to numaoutdoors.com and use code TOUR12 at checkout. That's T-O-U-R-1-2, TOUR12, which provides an additional 20% off your next order. This offer is specific to the heated core line and is valid through March 1st of 2022. Would you say that the biggest obstacle to change or to shifting in life is the mental game 100 percent. i mean i think it is yeah 100 percent. i heard um i heard a comment the other day on i'd actually just watched a uh, what was the last clint eastwood movie that came out there's a pretty, oh, fairly new one i watched it the um, other day and i can't remember the name of it but, i know what you're talking about I, I watched the trailer the other day but anyway i watched it and i guess because i watched it it popped up on my phone but an interview popped up with somebody talking to Clint Eastwood and you know he's getting on up there he is I yeah mean, is he like in his 90s maybe or something like that <laughs> I don't know he's on up there but anyway don't, don't quote me on that I'd have to research because I don't know how old he is but I know he's up there and they ask him um, what kind of plans he had for his future or whatever and he's already scripting a new movie and this dude, like, I'm like, how is he even walking, number one? He's 91. 91. Yeah. See, I was close. And uh, so they asked him, they were like, how do you um, stay motivated to do what you're still doing at this age? And mm-hmm. I thought it was cool And he, because his response was, I refuse to let the old man in. Oh, that's really good. And that was his mindset. And so – and we're all going to go through that at some point. There's going to be a shift in us mentally. We should have him on the podcast. That'd oh, that'd be, be great. Call him. He's probably in your cell phone. Call him up. <laughs> no, but I do love that statement. Yeah, I did too. Because we're all going to deal with that at some point. At some point, whether it's whether it's letting it may be from an age standpoint, I refuse to let the old man or the old woman in, or mm-hmm. I, or I refuse to let a different mindset in because I need to shift. Like in our company, we could have that thought all the time. I refuse to do this a certain way or market that way or or video this way or color grade the projects this way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think we all deal with that from a mental standpoint and that's his approach on it. And and he's still rocking and making, doing what he loves. Yeah. Well, I think a good example of that is um, we've had clients that have come to us because they had worked with people that weren't willing to, yeah to shift you know like this is the way it's going to be this is what's always worked for us and then um 
you know, the client was hearing from all these other people, this is working for us. And then they asked those people, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so it does, it helps us to, to move forward and, and not let the old man in. That's a yeah. great way to say and, it. And there, I think there's, there's not, maybe not always, but a lot of times there's a sacrifice when it comes to making a shift. Um, I won't mention brand names, but we work with a client right now that is wanting to do more. Um, but they've always spent X amount of dollars in marketing and we've got other companies that spend three to four times what they spend in marketing, yet they're quite a bit more profitable. Mm-hmm. And, and and so they're in that mindset right now of, of we've, to just based off what you just said, um, they're like, we want to grow this and do this. And so they're they're in the mental part of it, at least thinking it through. But yeah. when it comes to the sacrifice side of it, they're like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. Mm-hmm. you know. And so I think it is a mental game when it comes to shifting is is – and I think it can help us if we know that's what we're dealing with, like right. that you're dealing with a mental battle more so than an actual physically walking this thing out. And a lot of times the things we're worried about don't ever come to fruition anyway. Yeah. You know, sometimes they may, but I know in my experience, the things, and I don't worry a lot, I don't feel like, um, but the few things I have worried about in life have never even happened. And part of that comes back to me as a, being willing to do whatever it takes to not let the negative happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It is a definitely a mental, a mental game to me when it comes to shifting and, and, and making change. So let me ask you this question. Let's say you're in a position, uh, maybe even you, or maybe you're speaking to somebody, you're in a position where you know <clears throat> something has to change. What's the process in your mind to get to that, to get to what the shift looks like? Well, you said one of them already is acknowledge it. So if you know there's something that's got to change, that's that would be the first thing I would think is mm-hmm. acknowledge what it is. So if it's for me, then I've got to acknowledge it. If it's for somebody or, or personnel on our staff or whatever, then I've got to help them have the ability to acknowledge it, which mm-hmm. is going to come through probably some kind of conversation. Um, I, I, I don't rush into those. Like I, I at least now speaking from our line of work, I would rather – take that process slower yeah. and fast and, and hopefully and we have a great team they they learn by example mm-hmm. of watching our team and how we operate and how we function but if they don't and they're just not going to pick it up then there's going to have to be a conversation you know right. that this is and it's I, I, I use this all the time and Aaron from Big and J different people have, have asked me how did you say that that one time and I'm like well it's what my old preacher used to always say and he's like how did he say it and I'm like he always said, man, you got to love people enough to tell them the truth. Yeah. And, and basically all he's saying is you're not, you're not enforcing change on somebody for their bad. Yeah. You're telling them the truth for their benefit so that they can benefit from yeah. it. Yeah. So that they don't end up in a bad scenario. Like yeah. if it's with the staff person, you're going to have that conversation because you want them to be around. Yeah. Otherwise you just let them keep on going and then fire them. Yeah. You know, and we don't operate like that. Right. And so. Um, I think that's a couple a couple of the changes is one acknowledge it as far as a process and then figure out how you're going to go about it, of implementing mm-hmm. the change. Yeah, I would say for me, I would say the first you got to acknowledge it because you can't grow in areas you don't know anything. You know, there's yeah. an issue, right? Yeah. And then the second thing is, I would say don't be afraid to fail slowly. You know, some people are like oh, I got change and then. Pfft, you know, they run into a tree because <laughs> they didn't, <laughs> they didn't map out the path, you right. know what I'm saying? And so 
like be willing to to do a little research on that you know that's what i did when we made the transition i talked to some friends and told them what i thought i'd be good at and then i started reading books about making that kind of transition in your life i started reading books about um because i told them i think i'd be decent at marketing just because of what i've done in my past right so i started making sure that that was a, a field of interest that I wanted to be in you you know what I mean so I I would say if you know there's a shift start looking you know look like I had a friend a year ago he's like I really think I would love working in marketing and I said to him what are you doing in marketing right now well I can't do anything my job won't allow me I was like you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) he's like what do you mean I was like well take take uh he said we have a whole marketing department I was like well if you think you would love marketing Start doing a little bit of research, like how can you make your department get better through marketing? Take an idea to the marketing team. Yeah. You know, things like that to see if that's really an avenue that you should shift into or whatever. Like there's nothing wrong with taking a little extra time. Yeah. I think is what I'm saying. Let me play devil's advocate off of that statement then because I I agree with you 100%. But what do you do when, when change is required immediately? Um, buckle up, baby. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think that there's different situations and different scenarios. And I think if change is required immediately that, um, well, I was going to say common sense would probably, co- probably click in, but it is 2022. <laughs> so maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I would say for us, for me and my wife and our kids, we had um, we had gotten to a position where change was required immediately for us, right? And you're speaking to it from a career standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm speaking to it from career and personal. Like we needed a change. My wife had battled depression. Yeah, and um, we were doing well. You know where we were living and in the career that we were in, we were doing well. Things were going well. It was good, but we needed change immediately. Yeah. The change didn't happen immediately, but I addressed it immediately because I knew it had to happen. So a lot of people won't go to their employers and say, I'm going to be quitting in three months. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was to the place where I knew that the change had to happen so desperately for our, um, just the health of your family. Yeah, the health of our family. That's a good yeah. way to say it. Mental health, all that stuff. And so um, I went to um, the board of directors of, of the church that we were working at and um, came home from Christmas and I knew I had to, it was time, I had to make the, the, the decision. And um, I went to them in January and said, guys, uh, it's time for us to move. <laughs> Literally, I said that, you know, it's time for me to resign from this position. Yeah. And they all looked at me like, really? And I was like, if you would allow me to, though, I would like to stay until my kids get out of school, which is four months. Yeah. That will allow you that will allow you the time that you need to to do the research to find somebody to fill my position. Right. And it'll give me the opportunity without feeling like I'm going around, you know, hiding behind your back or whatever. To find something that's going to fill what we need as a family, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying everybody do it, do it that way. You like, I'm not saying go to your boss and say, "Hey, in six months I'm done." You know, <laughs> he might say, "You're done now." You're done you now, know? yeah. But I was at that place where, for me, it didn't matter if they would have said, "Pack your stuff and go home." I would have worked at a gas station because right. change was needed immediately for us, you know. And so, I think 
we all have this innate ability to make quick decisions whenever we're put in those positions. Does that make any sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. So if it, if it is required immediately, um, buckle up, <laughs> I guess well, is what I I'm think, saying. I think to add to that, and not, this is something I've, I feel like I've always had is the support system around you. Oh yeah. To, I mean, I would call it in our, in, in my life, kind of an inner circle type group. Yeah. Um, and these are people that, that I'm, I'm very close to, um, whether they're family members or they're close friends, um, that your, your closest friends usually know what you're going, going through, you know, and they're people that you can, you can trust and, and be honest, we live in a world where you can't trust a lot of people anymore as far as information and what you tell people. And I've got, I've got a few close friends that that I know that I can, and I've got some that are just friends that I wouldn't tell Mm -hmm. anything very, which I'm a pretty quiet introvert type person anyway. But, um, I think it does whenever you're dealing with change is as far as big change, big life change, whether it's career or family or, or even people that, that, or un- unfortunate and go through divorce even. I mean, mm-hmm. that does happen. It's a, I mean, it's a fact. Half the world that gets married is going to get divorced. That's yeah. just what the stats show, you know. Before they're ever married 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. And so whether you're, whether you're in a situation where you want to change or you're in a situation where you feel like you have to change, either way, having some kind of a support uh, system around you with friends, I think is huge in walking through. Yeah. Um, change in life and it doesn't mean it's always easy change a lot of times isn't easy sometimes it is like Mm -hmm. for us as far as career change and business change it's been pretty good Mm -hmm. there's not been really any major hiccups in the road um and but even within that we've we've had a support system around us right whether it's friends and family or even now as big as as expedition enterprises is we've got a huge support system of of upper management and leaders that have have become friends Mm -hmm. that that we can walk through change with you know yeah so i think it's important to have that and a lot of people don't man yeah especially in the hunting world a lot of us just we're like lone rangers just yeah. flying so leave me alone, leave me alone. To the woods. yeah <laughs> and so uh and you know we could go down this well i think it goes all the way back to what you know what we talked about in the beginning of the conversation with with t-bone oh and yeah it, it, that dude has a support system because of the person that he is yeah right and you want to have that in your life, you know, should something like this come up, yeah. like he's battling right now, or a, a complete career change or whatever. You want people around you yeah. for those moments, for sure. So, then my next question is, how do you how do you get that support system there? Oh, you nailed man. it whenever you said it. You already answered it. But, oh, did I? Yeah. Well, with, well with, what did I say? You <laughs> said, well, you just mentioned T-Bone and the support system that he had is, is people love T-Bone yeah. because of who he is. Yeah. And so I think it, it comes down to that is as far as is, is, is we got to be people that people want to be around. Yeah. You know, because the last thing you want to do is is pass away someday and nobody's going to be at your funeral. Yeah. You know, which you do see sometimes when people get older. Like I know uh, my, my wife's uh, grandmother passed away a few years ago and there was like eight or nine, but she was like old. Yeah. Like she didn't have hardly any more friends because yeah. they'd all passed away yeah. already. But in a, in a, in a just real world talk, I mean, you, you, you got to be people that people want to be around so yeah. you can even have a support yeah. system or structure in your life. You know? Right. Yeah. I've always told folks that have come to me like with that question, how do I get people to like me? How do I get people to want to be around me? Or right. how do I deal with this hard situation? And I, I always tell them this simple phrase, if you'll always do the right thing, yeah, you'll be good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't be a jerk. 
you know, like just yeah. do the right thing. If the right thing calls for being, you know, strong in, in what you say or your decision, do it in the right way. Yeah. If the right thing means not saying anything, don't say anything, you yeah. know, just always do the right thing and it's going to come back to you with Absolutely. people will, people will surround you when they know that that's your character. And that's hard to do sometimes, man, even because yeah. part of that equation you're talking about there is not being right even when you're right sometimes you said sometimes knowing when not to say something yeah sometimes you it's not the right time to say something even when you know you're right yeah and then you got some people that are right no matter what and yeah it's like arguing with the wall there's no point in even having that argument yeah. because you're not going to win the argument yeah because they're right even though you know you're right yeah <laughs> one one time years ago i had made a, a decision as the the leader in our organization to not give someone a promotion oh yeah and uh, everybody in the organization thought that person should have got the promotion and they were mad about it oh yeah and uh oh man they let me have it people were <laughs> i mean calling me and let me know that i'd made a made a mistake and uh, I mean, just over and over. One one person actually asked me to go have coffee with them. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I went and had coffee with them. They wrote me a two page letter about how bad I was. Yeah. And I I went home with the letter, showed it to my wife, and she was like, "What'd you say?" I said, "Nothing." <laughs> and she said, "Well, why didn't you defend yourself?" And I said, "Because I did the right thing." Yeah. You know, I said the right things and. Um, I knew I was kind of what you're saying. I knew I was right in that moment, what I, or the decision that I had made. Right. And uh, she said, "Well, that person's, you know, just talking bad about you." And I was like, "The truth will come out." You oh, know? absolutely. And three years later, everybody, the truth came out. You yeah. know, about you had more intel than what everybody else did. Yeah. As far you know, as what was going on. Yeah. Or, or and, your reasons for not. Yeah, and that's what I'm. You know, I was just trying to back your point up there. Is even when you're right, sometimes. Nobody's going to believe that you're right. You just, yeah. in not saying anything will eventually come back. I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. You oh, know? absolutely. I know I've seen that over and over again in life. And it is hard sometimes, especially depending on your, your personality type. Some people, they want they want the truth right then to come out. Mm-hmm. And, and I know my wife and I, we've had those conversations too over the years. And, and I think 100% of the time that I can remember back, things that we held off in to your point the truth always came back out later. yeah you know it may have yeah. taken some time and yeah it's hard because we're we're microwave society and want everything yeah. right then yeah but but patience sometimes is, yeah. is key in all that yeah just using wisdom yeah. in everything you do especially when you're you're changing something you yeah. know or shifting is um just try to be smart use wisdom and beat the mental game <laughs> yes absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. so well, cool, man. Any closing thoughts on any of this? No, I mean, I think we've already said it multiple times in different ways, you know, that uh, sometimes change, even though difficult, is necessary. Yeah. And being willing and able to attack it head on is is going to make you a better person. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day. It. Acknowledge it. Talk about it. Have a support system around you. Yeah. And go from there. Yep. Very good. It's good stuff, man. Absolutely. It's fun. I hope you guys have uh, enjoyed the podcast this week. We're looking forward to next week. I will be um, actually headed to Louisiana this week. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be on your way to Louisiana to shoot a deer. Hopefully. Catch some fish. Catch some fish. And I'm going to be... 
pushing out a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I'll have, a, I'll have a cool conversation coming back. I get to be in, in camp with yeah. uh, some good friends this week. Uh, part of the, the crew from the Given Right, some of our other team on the other side of our, our company. And uh, at a really unique historical place that I won't give it all away yet. Yeah. But hopefully next I, week on the Tour 12 podcast. It'll be next week. <laughs> John Armin, if you're listening, I'm giving you a dose, a little temp teaser of what's to come. Yeah. But it'll be good. And I'm pumped because I'm going to be hunting whitetail deer in February. That's awesome. So I do have a question that's relevant to to this podcast. So what you got? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl this weekend? <laughs> Um, I would say if I were a betting man, <laughs> which I'm not, I'm not a gambler. I got other issues, but I'm not much of a gambler. But if I was, I would probably put my money on, I would probably say the Rams. Mm. See, I'm opposite. Are you? I'm going SEC. Joe Burrows, baby. <laughs> Burrows. I mean, I, I'm. I, I'm or Burrow. I'm this sorry. Is one of there's those, no S. There's. This is one of those games I really could care less. Yeah. I'm gonna probably watch it because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But I'd just if it's anything like the rest of the playoffs have been, it's gonna be a good Super Bowl. Well, I will tell you this: the halftime show is gonna be awesome. Is it a Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg. Oh my lord. <laughs> He's not the only one, but he's the only one that, you know, caught my attention. That dude is probably, okay, here's another bet. Isn't he married to Martha Stewart? I don't know. I Where really, did that come from? We were talking about Snoop, like I this don't relevant know. information. Ask Dr. Google. <laughs> I have another bet. Do you want to place bets on if there will be smoke rolling from the stage at the Super Bowl, courtesy of Snoop Dogg? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I, Hold on, where is it at? Is it is it in L.A.? It's in L.A., yeah. Mm. Is that legal there? I don't know. <laughs> but if it is legal there, I guarantee you. Oh, you, it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just come back. Cody and I just got back from SHOT Show, and... And we were in Vegas where... Well, hold on. Los Angeles is not in Nevada. No, I know. That's why I was asking if it was legal oh, there. I thought you were saying it is legal because no, no, no. we came back No, I was just saying in reference to my joking about smoke rolling from yeah. the stage is we came back from a place where obviously marijuana is legal now. Yeah. I was up at 7 o'clock in the morning, actually before running. that, running down the highway or the road, the sidewalk, oh. and people were smoking weed. Oh, I thought you were going to say I was up at 7 o'clock in the morning smoking weed. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it was like, it was like, just like cigarettes yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I'm running down this dude's, I'm just like, what the heck? Which I is mean, funny, because like, like, and some people listening are like, well, yeah, that's normal. But yeah. like, we're, you got to remember, we're from like the Bible Belt. Yeah. Like where that's not normal. Yeah, it's And not. so getting to Vegas and that's all you smell everywhere yeah. you go is kind of interesting so yeah i don't keep up with the marijuana laws around the nation so i don't know <laughs> if it's, i don't know if it's legal there or not i'll guarantee you though even if it's not legal <laughs> snoop's probably got <laughs> if he ain't smoking something he's probably chewing on something <laughs> just a guess based on the history of uh snoop dog <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> Well, he's going to listen to this podcast and be like, who yeah, you, are these people? You know he is. <laughs> I feel like we better get off this podcast because we're rabbit trailing yeah, we are. and some, some narcotic talk. It's leaning <laughs> towards some, some dangerous stuff. So anyway, it's been a good podcast. Hope you guys have enjoyed the show today and we will talk to you next week. Until next time, peace out. And God bless. Hey guys, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the Tour 12 podcast, we'd love for you to do us a favor, a huge favor. In fact, all you have to do is go online, go to iTunes, jump on your podcast app, and give us a review. 
This is why it's important. Throughout this year, we're gonna give away products, hats, t-shirts, and a lot of other free things from our sponsors. And the only way that you can be registered to win any of that free stuff is to give us a review. Listen, I love free stuff. Heath loves free stuff, and I know that you do too, and we want to share some of that stuff with you, our listeners. We can't thank you enough for listening to the Tour 12 podcast, and we hope that you're taking steps every day to live your passion in business, leadership, and life. Again, thank you so much for being a part of the Tour 12 podcast.